0: And welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Um, right, let's get straight to it because it's a bit of a different one today. Uh, first of all, we've got Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Good morning, Liam. Hello. Um, or, I mean, that's the thing with podcasts. It might not be morning when people are listening. So. <laughs>
1: well, they've got to keep up with, you know, you know. <laughs>
2: the <laughs> early you <laughs> risers.
0: Um, Simon, you're here. Hello, Simon. Hello. Um, and we also have match of the days and many other things um robin Cowan, hello robin
3: hello there thank you so much for having me
0: well thank you for for coming on um well thank goodness match of the day isn't on because it means that you're free so that's good i'm, fr- I'm free um, a lot of the
3: time anyway to be honest <laughs> <But yeah. laughs>
0: um so it's lovely to have you on first of all um we've got a load of questions uh for you A lot of them are football-related, but not all of them. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because whilst we're in lockdown, we've done a few pods that aren't about football, and we would like your opinions on them. Um, It's sort of really important things, like what's your favourite biscuit?
3: Okay. uh, Which we'll come to at the end, so you've got time to think about it. The sort of stuff the government should be asked at those daily briefings, (laughs) that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha.
0: um, uh, Right, so um, I guess... I
3: guess let's start with what made you sort of go into the commentary route? Um, Well, all of my career has been by accident, which I don't think is that unusual, to be honest. I was supposed to be doing um, a law degree and actually I was in the middle of it um, because we're speaking on the 10th anniversary of the Wembley playoff final. And I was right in the middle of it on that day. I had an exam the next day, so I couldn't uh, join him with the festivities after Harry Potter's goal. Uh, so I got a degree in law, and I was supposed to carry on, but I saw a thing on Twitter um, which said uh, the BBC was doing this sort of summer scheme where you could go in, uh, what they choose one person to go into local radio stations to do like a, a sports um, sort of work experience type thing. But when you say... Usually when you say work experience, it's usually crap, isn't it? Like, you, you know, kind of <laughs> photocopying and filing and making tea and stuff. This was the ultimate work experience, working with Jerome Sale, um, obviously, which was like, I don't know, for normal people, I guess it'd be like working with, I, I don't even know what the equivalent would be. But he's like, a, he's, a, he's more than a local celebrity, isn't he? He's, kind of, he's a legend. Yeah. So yeah. it was really weird, kind of walking into the building going, oh, gosh. Uh, it's actually Jerome. Um, so yeah, managed to get that um, and did that over the summer. And uh, after a bit of um, arguing with the parents, um, eventually they after after getting on match of the day, I think they've managed to get over the fact I didn't go back to do the the law degree. Um, I thought right, you know, I'll I'll try and do this for a bit. And uh, yeah, so I kept going in terms of commentary. Um, really, really fortunate because Jerome. Um, kind of encouraged me and guided me through it, and I managed to do. You sort of start with, uh, low level games, sort of Oxford City, Brackley, uh, just online commentary, where you know, no one's listening at all, <laughs> <laughs> so you can do all your mistakes, make all your mistakes there, and believe me, I made, I've made every mistake in the book. Um, <laughs> so as long as you learn for it, you're okay. And then, uh, the Oxford United women as well, um, became a bit more prominent so i feel very fortunate that um it was kind of right place right time really so that was the kind of start of it and having jerome who's obviously an incredible commentator himself sort of mentor me makes me feel even more lucky
0: yeah i i think i think we're we're lucky as um as oxford fans to have jerome (laughs) Mm. sort of at the helm Um, oh yeah no if you
3: if you go around the country if you listening on local radio to other commentators and um, just g- general kind of commentary and how they do their local sports team i think you'll agree without being too insulting we are exceptionally lucky <laughs> to have the team we have at radio oxford because um just say the standard isn't quite as good <laughs> elsewhere yeah
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes it sounds like sort of people chatting in a pub mm. whilst the game's happening um and sort of knowing sort of their their team's players but not necessarily even knowing the opposition's players and and stuff like that um I've heard more in the sort of conference years but it does happen throughout
3: absolutely well and just little things like talking over each other things like that which is really annoying on radio and um it rarely happens um but actually when you when you play when you when when you you hear occasionally like a big FA Cup game from a, a local radio station, everyone's just shouting and screaming over each other, you can't hear anything. So it's just having that discipline. Um so yeah, no, we're very lucky to have the team we have
0: Yeah, one thing that he does, I said this a few uh, months ago on the podcast when we were still able to watch football. Um, (laughs) I said that he does this thing that I find absolutely amazing for the radio, which is he lets the ball go in and the crowd cheer before he says that it's a goal. Mm. And uh, Mm. I just think that that is is a really nice set of events so that you know what is about to be said and you can join in with the celebration sort of thing
3: oh yeah it's a real um, art it's uh, yeah he's nailed it obviously after many years
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone someone put on twitter the other day that they don't know how old he is he's somewhere between sort of 38 and 55 <laughs> but they don't know where <laughs> uh, that's when, so true isn't it <laughs> when he retires are you are you hoping to Nip
3: in there? Um I don't think he'll ever retire, to be honest. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> right, plug in Jerome. Yeah, there's a game. Jerome, Nick Harris, they'll outlive us all <laughs> I think, honestly. Uh no, I mean obviously it would be an honour, but I think um yeah, it's a long, 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 long way off, I would say. Um so yeah. I just I you know, occasionally I get asked to do uh, friendlies or um EFL trophy games and that's that's you know an honour in itself I, I mean to be honest I find it quite hard to commentate on Oxford United I guess for local radio it's slightly different because you can be a little bit biased but um, yeah. it's just generally I actually prefer not to not to have any skin in the game if, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what's that like though when you are um, commentating on an Oxford game so you you did the Middlesbrough Oxford game a few years ago. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you not join in with those? I've forgotten how many it was. What, sixteen hundred or something like that? Fans absolutely going nuts. How do you not riot? Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: well, it was really hard because the gantry was literally right next to the, you know, that throng of Oxford United fans. So it's just to my left, and um, yeah, no, that one. Um, That was probably one of my worst ones, I'd say. I was still very, quite new to TV. um, And I just think that was the wrong game to put me on. Um, I'm not very happy with it at all. Um, It was a fantastic game. I think in terms of being biased with that one, again, I can kind of make an excuse because it was an FA Cup game. And I think you can always be a little bit biased, whoever, no matter who you support, to like the team that's the so-called underdog, you know, Oxford United were... Was it two leagues? Was it even three? Middlesbrough in the Premier League then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, it was a, you know, I think you can kind of get in the mindset of, oh, I kind of, you know, got to want the lower league team to win. Um, But it was just, it was too much for me, way too much. And also the fact that they, um, Oxford United scored twice in like, I think it was less than two minutes wasn't it to kind of equalize I was just like I didn't know what to say <laughs> so, that, so that one yeah it, it was hard for me really hard I just think um I could probably I feel like a few good few years on now I could probably do a better job on that one but yeah generally I'm not sure even though I think the the person who gave it to me thought he was doing me a favor like oh look you can watch your own team um it's uh, I'm not sure. It's not something I'd I'd like to do <laughs> regularly, to be honest. <laughs> Actually, especially no. it probably would have been worse if Oxford United were the um the team that were in the in the higher division, because then you really have to watch yourself. Um, if you see what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it's quite nice when when watching a game back that you've done the commentary on, you will come out with facts about um. Uh, when John Lundstrom signed or about uh, beating Swansea or about something in particular (laughs) and it's quite nice to know that you've not just googled it
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I'm probably a little bit guilty of whenever there's some sort of Oxford United connection I try and get it in it usually doesn't make the edit but (laughs) I do try and do that (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah, I was going to say with Lunny <laughs> at the moment, Lunny and Bulldog. Oh, um, I mean, how, if that I, comes up.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that because I was at their first. Um, I did their first game um, back in the Premier League away at Bournemouth on the um, at the beginning of the season, and I just it was weird. Like I felt almost proud but also a little bit angry (laughs) it's kind of weird isn't it because so many of Michael Appleton's team have gone on to bigger and better things which is good I suppose but I don't know it was kind of very I felt very conflicting emotions about that
0: yeah there's something really nice about the the best footballing side of league two and all of that stuff Mm. Um, and then that being the overwhelming argument of um well, if Northampton were the best side, how many how many players did he take to Sheffield United from that Northampton team?
3: That's an excellent point. An excellent point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, right. OK. So uh, other than when you're commentating on those games, you must be uh, on Oxford games, you must be in a position sometimes where... Um, you're doing an evening game you've just found out Oxford have, have lost a game that they were winning or whatever the situation is how difficult is it to rein that feeling in
3: yeah it's it's funny actually because actually ever since I've kind of got this job and I've you know it's like it's been a career for me I have managed to kind of erode that fan feeling a little bit which i guess is a little bit sad actually when i first really got into oxford united and i wasn't i wasn't into, involved in media or anything at all i was obsessed absolutely obsessed and it did affect like my mood and stuff and actually it's um it's not so hard although having said that um it's been pretty good hasn't it the last few years I can't really complain too much and if you lose the odd game it's annoying, obviously. But um, I think, obviously, if, if we're in a relegation battle, which I guess we sort of were, was it last season? A little bit, but not uh, not particularly. Um, so I think the fact that Oxford United have done actually quite well over the last few years has made it easier. But you kind of have to be quite, almost distance yourself a little bit. That's why I think I differ slightly to... The likes of Jerome and Nathan and Nick, who actually they just can just totally immerse themselves in it because they're unlikely to be covering any other side. Um, so it's kind of alright. Whereas uh, like um, when I speak to Carl Robinson and stuff, I kind of have a bit more of my I actually generally want to know things, but also a little bit more. I don't know if journalism is the right. I just find myself a journalist, and that's so. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> that's not really what I see myself as, but. You kind of you have to distance yourself a little bit. But um, but everyone knows I'm an Oxford United fan. And um, the only really annoying thing is I haven't been able to see them live for ages and ages. Um, I was actually the FA Cup replay against Newcastle. I stupidly agreed to to work um, for Five Live on the Birmingham Coventry game. because I was convinced that Oxford United's game would be moved to the Wednesday and they were both on the Tuesday. But um, this probably won't make me sound very professional, but while I was doing updates for Five Live, I had my phone watching the Oxford game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fine. I, I got on to Match of the Day for that one. They'll let anyone on.
3: <laughs> <certainly>. <laughs> oh, you were very good. Yes, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: When you are on Match of the Day, you know you're going to be on Match of the Day. Do you watch the game back?
3: Oh, yes, yeah. Um, generally only once, although, I mean, they keep saying to you um, it's good to... Um, listen to yourself over and over again. I find that a bit too painful. The interesting thing with with Match of the Day is because it's you have, you do the whole game, you do the whole game, but it's kind of as live. And what what the interesting bit is is what you kind of hand it over to them the 90 minutes, and there's a person in Salford in a studio who's chopping it all up, and it's just interesting um, what they pick to put in and what they don't, and what phrases they pick. Of yours to put in and what they don't. That's the thing that's really interesting. And so you're kind of almost at the mercy of them. To, to be honest, that for me there's always been I've always been really happy with it. But I've heard others sometimes they go Oh, why didn't you put that line in? That was brilliant. And uh, you kind of they, they're quite specific about calling them up on the way home, going Can you please put that in and take that out and all and all that stuff. So it's it's kind of it's different from say doing like a whole game a radio or a television game live where it's kind of like it's just out there can't do much about it so that's the kind of it's that's the difference with watching match the day
1: is there anything similar to to like referees where you will want the big games commentators? Oh like yeah. Say, oh, yeah. absolutely. Apparently, apparently amongst refs it's really competitive like everyone wants the cup finals and is it similar?
3: Oh, I think so. Yeah, I mean obviously I'm not oh. in that bracket yet. Um you know I've been I've been really privileged actually this season because I've done a load of I've been given a load of like um big games at the bottom. So I did Norwich Bournemouth which I know doesn't sound very glamorous but like it was big like big game. Um yeah. Uh. So. You, but no, you're absolutely right. I think that's in every walk of life. It's like in football. Footballers want to play for the best teams and be picked for the best games. And you're absolutely right. Referees, I've heard that too. But then you get the top commentators, who want to do the FA Cup final. I know it was very well publicised that I think Barry Davis and John Motson, they they were pr- like I wouldn't say enemies. It's more nemesis. It's like of oh, you're picked yeah. for you're picked for the world cup final or which, which semi-final, and which it, it, it's all ranked. And it's actually, it's something that really, um, it's not something that sits comfortably with me. Um, because also there's this obsession, absolute obsession with when you're on or match of the day. And I just don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you know, Gary Lineker tweets it. You just look at the replies. He tweets out the, um, the running order of who goes first. And obviously, you know, it, it's going to be a Liverpool or a Man City or a Chelsea or whatever, unless it's, you know, a mental game that's got five goals and sendings off and stuff. But yeah. everyone says, why are we always on last the whole time? And to me, I'm just like, you know what? You will be on. It's not like yeah. they've, ne- they've never <laughs> said, Do you know what? It was so rubbish that we're not going to play it. It's, like, it's yeah. not like it used to be. You know, it's on iPlayer, you tape it or whatever. It's just i know you have to stay up slightly later to see your team i just don't i don't understand
1: it at yeah, all. you should be so lucky that you support a team that's
0: in match of the day exactly <laughs> featured on it
3: yeah because on quest you get what 20 seconds <laughs> <Is> that, yeah
0: <laughs> if you're lucky and then you get called oxford city yes and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 livid uh <laughs> simon do you have any questions at all
2: a couple of questions well the the one that i we we talked about this earlier guys and 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 the highlight of my not particularly illustrious footballing career was 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 playing in goal in a European game um in Spain and, and, and <laughs> you commentating on the penalty sheet out which for me was my career highlight. I'm assuming oh dear. probably your your career highlight as well, Robin. I don't oh know. no! What what would be a career highlight? Obviously talking about FA Cup finals and that that could well be something hopefully in the future that that happens, but. But so far, what what would you say would be sort of like the, the career highlight so far? Uh, it's really
3: hard. I mean, I think just being being asked on match of the days do Premier League games, just to, you know any of them. The first the first mm-hmm. one I did was Stoke Burnley, um, and I'll never forget it ever. Um, it, I mean, that's you, you, if I could have not to be morbid, but like, be like if I died now, if I if, if I kind of did something else now. My dad keeps saying to me, do you know what you're on match of the day so nothing nothing still, else really matters, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. being asked to do a, a women's tournament like last summer did um the Women's World Cup, which you know I didn't yeah. follow England but I still still really enjoyed that. But again actually <laughs> that that also um is a bit like um my aversion to doing Oxford United. I pre- Jonathan Pierce did England fine. I don't, Because I, I love, um, I think also in terms of the, actual, the England women's team, I know quite a lot of them quite well and you really have a emotional connection to them. So I'm not sure if um I'd prefer to not do them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's it. Every time you come on, the, you know, if we're watching matches of the Day or, the, or like the Women's World Cup, we're watching it and, and you come on and every time I start, I turn to the wife and that's Robin Callan. She used to. She commentated on a game. A game <laughs> you know, a Every time.
3: I got to say that a, was a that was a, a lot of fun. That joke. really
0: was a lot of fun. That Spain game. Uh, okay. Yeah, Simon, I do exactly the same with my wife. But mine is uh, that's that's Robin. She likes my Danny Hilton impression oh so good so Which,
3: good
0: yeah any anyone I, I can't do it on the radio or on, on a podcast because it's it's a physical one where I requires hair I worry about a recede and I walk <laughs> like I've just done a done a Gary Lineker
3: I still miss that man so much oh
0: uh, we all do we all do um do you ever do the thing in commentary where you put in specific words that a friend has asked you to put in <laughs>
3: Um no. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that. Taking requests. Commentators are more professional than actors. That's all I know. I love that though. Well, actually, do you know what? Maybe um again, maybe not match the day, because you're kind of you're quite limited to um, you know, the kind of big moments because that you know, it's highlights. But um Oh, do you know what? Yeah, no, we when I was at Radio Oxford, I think um, one of the guys there I just went just doing reports on I think Bambury or something and I think he it was a pre-season game and I think he said try and get as many Bruce Springsteen lyrics in as possible and, <laughs> nice. we, and yeah we did try and to try and do that obviously not going completely overboard but like you know like Born to Run and all that stuff was quite easy to to put in so yeah <laughs> so you do that do you Liam? <laughs> um, <laughs> on stage at times
0: yeah um it depends on the on the show obviously if it's Shakespeare <laughs> then probably not if it's Panto then yeah quite often um, nice and some musicals you can you can work that way I when I got the uh, message about match of the day for the Newcastle game the uh, guy uh, James from Tutmanor uh messaged me and said you've got to mention seven in a row so I did that nice but that's it the funny ones are the obscure ones when people are like can you say um I don't know raccoon in the middle of it and you've got to try and (laughs) just try and lead the conversation towards that bit more
3: incongruous yeah (laughs) um
0: when you so you've said about uh when you got the Middlesbrough game Someone said you get to commentate on your team. One thing that really annoys me, and I'm sure many other Oxford fans, is people going, "Who do you support?" When you say Oxford, they go, "Right, okay, but who else?" Yeah. Do you do you have that? Like other other
3: commentators assume you have a second team. Um. Yeah, and no, I have had that. I mean, I'm. This might annoy a few people, but I'm really not bothered about how many teams people have. To be honest, um, I know people get very upset about you've got to support one team um we've we've lost Robin (laughs) yeah no I mean I just think it's kind of I can see what you mean that it's slightly irritating when they say oh my Premier League team is Chelsea or whatever um Oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, it, I just think,
0: wouldn't it? Okay, what if Chelsea get relegated? Are you then going to pick another Premier League team, or are you going to stick with them in the Championship, even though? Yeah, no, you, you
3: make know. a good point. Um, yeah, it's just people who get. Um, actually, do you know what? Do you know what, it? Do you know um, it's more that um, this thing about you have to support the team that you were like born closest to. I think that's slightly unfair. You know, if you're Say you were... Because it does annoy me when, I you know, how many Manchester United fans there are kind of down south and you think, OK, well, maybe their parents are from Manchester and that's not the case. that That's irritating. <laughs> that, that's yeah. annoying. Um, how, how far do you
1: want to go with it? Like, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. by right, should be a Bicester Town fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you traitor. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I know. I've, I've, gone,
1: I've gone from the east of the county to the middle. How dare I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
3: no, it's, no, it's an interesting one. Because I don't... I, you just... I don't know if you guys have this. Do you have teams you have soft spots for? Like, because I like Newcastle, um, because Alan Shearer was one of my favourite players when I was growing up, so I, I like them. Obviously, I like to see them do well, but you know, it's not like I support them. Um, and yeah, I've definitely yeah. got that with a few, a few teams like Sheffield
0: United at the moment, but only because of, um, the the Oxford. Sure, <laughs> mm.
3: but that makes sense, doesn't it? And also, you as a journalist, when you go around all these clubs, you do tend to root for the ones that are most helpful and most nice um <laughs> to you when I've you always, go I've always
1: had a, i've always had a strange soft spot for fulham i don't know why mm. i always I, I like the fact that they're in like the shadow of a big sort of player I like well, i know they're a big player as well but i like that they've got a really old ground as well and something about them i like that they sort of punch above their weight a little bit
3: oh they were well, one of the best grounds that's i mean i know it's it gets a um taking the a bit, doesn't it? Because it's a bit posh from there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, no, it's Craven Cottage, fantastic. You got the, because it, it's not comfortable. This is what I like. When you go to the Emirates or something, it's like, it's too comfortable. That's why it's so quiet. But yeah. like Fulham have got like wooden seats. It's really uncomfortable and it just feels very, very old school. Um, It's like Peterborough way. (laughs) Peterborough, do you know? I've not been to Peterborough. Is that what that's like?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, not missing (laughs) much. Well, no, I guess you are on the logic that we're talking about. Yeah, like uh, it's, it's good for that. But yeah, it's uh, if you're, yeah, if you're over sort of a certain height, it's a bit impossible.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm alright then. Yeah, that's what I'm going to miss Brentford a lot because I was the only one who could fit in the press box. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh, like a really weird end to that ground potentially mm. oh yeah yeah yeah,
3: a, shame, it? yeah well, like a few
0: players retiring mm. and stuff it, as well it, it, such an odd end to a career like if if i don't know if bullman's retiring this season but such a long career to end like this.
1: Imagine Just if Jefferson Lewis retires this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is how he goes out.
0: He'll be the only footballer playing.
2: You know, when, when, when the dust settles, he'll still be out there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Obviously, um, everyone loves uh, being live at football. I'm guessing you miss a lot of games. Um, are there any key games that you manage to get to that really stick out uh, in your memory personally, Uh, I love an away game. Notts County, our promotion season, 15-16, the away game there just sticks in my head and always will. And I don't know what it was about that game, but are there any away games that that sort of spring to mind for you?
3: Yeah, no, the one that sticks with me is um, Woking Away on the promotion season. Mm. I'm not sure if That was the one that was like I think we think there were more Oxford United fans than home fans, and I just remember the whole day delayed the kickoff, um, really hot day. That's the one that really sticks with me, and I thought this is great, this is this is this is living. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really just so much fun with everyone there and a win obviously. So yeah, and I just. That's the one that sticks in my head.
0: I find it funny with conference stuff because at the time I definitely felt like, oh, this is going on forever. And I've I've shared a a Facebook memory that came up saying um, goodbye, Poxy League (laughs) from (laughs) from 10 years ago, obviously. Uh, And it, yeah, at the time, I was so relieved to get out of it. But looking back now, I'm like, oh, I sort of miss those little grounds. <laughs> like, yeah, being...
3: had its charm, didn't it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm wondering if in a few years we're going to go, I sort of miss lockdown. It was, uh, it was quite <laughs> nice, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only got one more sort of footballing question. So, Simon Fraser, have you got anything else to... Oh, I've, I've, just got, like, I've just got general stupid stuff like, is there a commentator's <laughs> Christmas party where you're all together?
3: <laughs> Well, uh, there's a kind of, not just commentators, but there was a, yeah, there was a sort of, uh, gathering, there, um, yeah yeah guy mowbray did a um did a quiz which was ridiculously hard so he was he was well pleased with himself <laughs> be like to
1: listen to I mean, obviously you're one of them but like if i couldn't imagine listening to all the different commentators in one room it'd be like oh, i've got to step outside for a minute oh
3: no no it's, it is weird because that was the first time i went this christmas and it was like they all put you on one table and it's like everyone's got you know got their voices on <laughs> it's just really, it's it slightly <laughs> surreal, yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough some friends of ours
2: um, are sadly he's no longer with us but James Alexander Gordon we're related mm. to him as a cousin I met him at one of their had a Christmas sort of get together a few years ago and standing sort of in a little group talking to James Alexander Gordon whose voice is just instantly
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: recognizable is the weirdest thing was that it's yeah, really yeah. quite an odd experience and i suppose with commentators as well you don't necessarily know their faces you know actors and and news readers and, and such you kind of recognize them but quite often on the telly you'll see you know they'll talk to somebody who's a commentator who you don't normally get to see but they're perhaps introducing the game or talking about the game that's coming up You think, oh that's what they look like yeah there's yeah. voices that you immediately recognize but oh absolutely you don't know.
3: Yeah, no, that that's a thing, isn't it? When you when you hear someone's voice before you actually see what they look like and you think, No, no, that's, that's wrong. That's not, what no.
0: <laughs> that's not what I thought you looked like. Uh, which you were actually recognized in Spain, but I don't think you realised this. Uh because you were having a conversation with Kath Fulbert <laughs> Yeah, we were we, um, we and, and some uh, Fraser, do you want to take it from here?
1: Well, we were in <laughs> We were in this uh that's that um it was like a club or something. Uh, was where it
0: Forever was... Beach Bar or something? Yes, like that. yeah, yeah, that's it, right. yeah,
1: yeah. And um, yeah, four you were talking on
0: repeat for some reason. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you you were talking to sorry, you Robin, you were talking to Kath, and um, I think I was talking to Liam, or I was talking to someone. And I'm I not hear... listening, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it was I, I could just hear his voice behind me. And I thought I know this voice from somewhere, but I couldn't I couldn't place it. And then Kath was saying something like um i was saying to robin there and i was like is that robin from i had a total fanboy moment oh that's really sweet i get that a lot i I think i asked you to say words which is the weirdest thing (laughs) anyone's ever
3: said can you just say any word say some words do you know i can't remember that i wonder if that was the day that was the last time do you know boys that i got the drunkest I've been and since then I haven't I can't remember which day it was but I remember dancing on an empty dance floor it was just me (laughs) and and my husband just being completely mortified (laughs) oh that was grim the next day (laughs) what
0: a trip what a trip yeah that was that was uh good fun um in terms of the saying words this is my last sort of footballing question (laughs) when you're commentating on a Man City game is it really difficult when Agüero gets into a position that he looks like he's going to shoot, not to shout Agüero <laughs> <laughs> in such a way that you're sort of ripping off uh, a famous bit of commentary?
3: Yeah, do you know what? I've not I've not actually commentated on Man's. I don't think I have. Yeah. Maybe a uh, possibly a long time ago, maybe an FA Cup game. But no, I see. There's loads of um. That's something I constantly worry about. You know, you've got these um these famous lines just going round and round in your head the whole time you know like look at his face just look mm-hmm. at his face you know things like that you're like don't say anything even close to that yeah. um yeah you kind of have to it's weird though when you're actually because you you don't know what's going to happen in a football match it just kind of comes out generally sometimes it's good sometimes it's not so good but yeah no I, I, see, I see what you're getting at because also that is so iconic and how else are you going? That's his name. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how, how else are you going to do it? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's slightly strange. that
0: one. I'm waiting for the next um, England World Cup final where it's close to the end and the commentators keep on because they know it's going to be played yeah. and repeat. Keep on going. <laughs> they think it's all over. Ah, nice. No, it's, it's still not. Uh, <laughs> just, carrying yeah. On. Yeah. just in hope they get to repeat that that moment. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, going
2: back to to names and shouting. Obviously, Nick Harris is quite sort of uh, well known amongst Oxford fans for for struggling with some of just our you know our footballers' names. You know, mm. is, are there any that that you kind of look at and you have to kind of practice? You know.
3: Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: The BBC, BBC has sort of like a a pronunciation department. I know they do for 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 the news and stuff like that. Do you or do they leave you to it and you have to sort of check with the because I'm sure that there's been footballers in the past who, who for years were taught, were they sort of commentators said their name in a particular way, and then after they retired, it was like no, they should have all been saying it this way and going, you know,
3: saying their name in a,
2: in a slightly different accent, a Dutch name or whatever it might be.
3: Yeah. Oh, players are so annoying with that, um, really annoying. Um, so first of all, yeah, there is a pronunciation guide which you can kind of, you you sometimes you can email. Uh, the boffins there, and there's always there's someone who can speak every single language and they and they bring it back to you. But then as you s- rightly say, it's not necessarily how the player would pronounce it. Um, before every season, they uh, the Premier League uh, email out a video and they get each player to pronounce their name. Um, <laughs> so it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, what's what's hilarious is when you get to like Burnley, and it's ben me and you're like i'm all right ben i kind of got that <laughs> I don't, don't need you to do that but um yeah so that, that's what they do um but even then you sometimes they sometimes change it or they say oh actually you know what? i'm not that bothered about how you do it um so it's kind of it's quite irritating um i prefer to go down the sort of more anglicized route generally because i don't want to sound poncy you know and you uh, the, you know, there's been a lot of uh, disputes over, I think it's Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne, um, you know, Bruyne. things like that. Yeah. De Bruyne, yeah, yeah, it's just, I think as long as you're consistent throughout a game, you're right. just don't change it yeah. <laughs> like halfway through, just sure. you're Kevin, all right. Look-
2: rude rude gullet. you know went from rude gullet to rude hullet to rude hullet. you know it was sort of like, yeah at what point do you yeah how do you really follow their like say the anglicized version makes more sense especially with a, an anglicized audience
3: well i think so you get the odd complaints obviously um from very pedantic people but i just think i just think as, as i say you, you kind of you, if you've got a co-commentator you just just before you go on you just say okay this is how we're going to say everyone just don't change it and no one can really have too much of a problem with it. But it is irritating. Sometimes you just have to ask, the, sometimes I just ask the player beforehand. But again, sometimes they're like, oh, i just say how you like. So that's not really that helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Jordan Ibe, um, he when he was at Wickham, it was pronounced Ibby. Uh, was it really yeah um, amongst wickham my father-in-law's a wickham season to get older um it was announced it was pronounced ibby and then he moved to the premiership and i think enough people called him ibe for him to go do forget it i just <laughs>
3: <laughs> i think that's the issue i'm still not sure it, uh, i say i Knockart, but i've seen and yeah mm. i just don't well, even yeah. with English,
2: English no, I, I remember, I mean, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you guys, but back when Lineker was playing and Mick Channon used to be uh, one of the sort of co-commentators or the pundit in the studio and he famously referred to him as the lad lineacre or <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs>
2: well, the lad lineacre has done well <laughs> it's kind of, it sounds like ryan clark saying well, he, well he, I mean, he was he was sort of hampshire based i think but again you get accents with with names as well and you know Sochiara, of, I
0: i can yeah. remember the i think with what you're saying about the anglicized thing it's like being in a restaurant if you're in <laughs> uh, if you're in england amongst people you'll call it paella oh exactly if you're (laughs) in in a like little tiny spanish village you're gonna say uh paella (laughs) <laughs> and but probably still a bit quietly and like uh, <laughs> oh. but yeah
3: looking self-conscious yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> you know when in Rome yeah.
2: <laughs> the, the danger is i on a holiday once in in Fuerteventura was is Spanish speaking I we went into a little ice cream parlor I tried my Spanish out to order some some ice cream and was told I spoke Spanish with an Italian accent
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you're like sure
0: Joey Barton <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> right uh I, I i'm out of footballing questions now so anything else from simon or fraser before we move well, we start on the biscuits i guess isn't it okay <laughs> um well i i do want to know if you've talked about robot wars with jonathan pierce
3: yes yeah yeah he's he's very angry that it's not on anymore <laughs> <laughs> Um, no well he's he's like um I, I know he's a bit marmite i hate that expression but um for me he he was my favorite growing up um because as as we've mentioned the bit like um as as you said james alexander gordon because you knew it was him mm-hmm. uh straight away i like really distinctive voices and the way he plays with words and things i really like it um so i've always been a huge fan of his and actually robot wars was a bit of that i used to watch that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um He's just, he's perfect for that, isn't he? Absolutely perfect, you know. So kill a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the fact he's so serious with
0: it. That's the fact. Absolutely, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I am not his number one fan, but mm. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Um, I can just remember watching <laughs> uh, a game that Liverpool were playing in on Channel 5 way back in the day, and uh, Robbie Fowler scored, and he said, Robbie Fowler, the growler, the prowler, and I thought no one's ever said that. Why are
3: you saying it? Like it's a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there was a um on the football cliches podcast. They dug out some of his um. I think it must have been Euro '96 or something. His commentary on. I think it was Capital Gold then, and it is ludicrous. Just. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, it's so jingoistic, and also, yeah, he starts rhyming. Yeah. Um. <laughs> about Teddy having a sherry or something. You know, it's just. Yeah. Uh. I thankfully he doesn't do that anymore (laughs) uh yeah uh i think it was just a a kind of style i guess (laughs) (laughs) um
0: yes sorry i just had to had to ask about jonathan pierce um right then (laughs) important stuff that i'm sure everyone's waiting to hear um what is your favorite biscuit
3: that's a really tough one i really wish you would have you know asked me that before so i could have done some um you know, some graphs and some real research and stuff. You've um, gone back and visited I, old biscuits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, really done. I, sh- I haven't done my due diligence. This is my, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a proper, uh, proper question. I'm a proper cho- chocoholic. So basically anything with chocolate on it, you know, those are, um, is it BNs that got um, chocolate in the middle? Oh, yeah. Do you remember them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're really like them. Um, but yeah, as I say, if it's got chocolate on it, I'll eat it. Okay. Within reason. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, before you get sent some weird gifts from fans. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I, I suspect I know what you're going to say then when I split it down to bourbon or custard cream.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not averse to a custard cream. Don't get me wrong. But um, you know, if I had to choose one it has got to be the chocolate yeah bourbon yeah it's not that chocolatey though is it no no it's i mean it's pretty unsatisfactory you've got to have about 60 of them really uh, so... <laughs> that's my experience. uh yeah no <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's not no it's not the great chocolate is it uh but um you know if, it, if that's the only chocolatey thing there then it, yeah it's got to be had okay
2: do, do, does the quality of like the refreshment at away grounds vary you know do you go to some places and they lay on a lavish tea and
3: other places
2: you're lucky to get a cuppa
3: Simon you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) that is the this is um motorway service stations and press room buffets are the main things that commentators talk about um Chelsea and Arsenal are ridiculous it's like having a table at Le Manoir (laughs) I'm not I'm not even exaggerating They've just got more money that they know what to do yeah. with. It's insane. If you get sent to Chelsea, everyone's like, get in. <laughs> um, don't eat for a day beforehand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take Tupperware. Sneak away. some
3: tupper, yeah, Tupperware in if you can. It's incredible. When you go to these Premier League grounds, most of them, it's just, it, it's, it's a, it, you feel like guilty. It's just, it's like a sort of, it's a day out. <laughs> it's insane. Um, So yeah, no, it does it does vary massively. I live down in um, Bournemouth.
0: What's, what's Bournemouth like?
3: oh yeah very good yeah i mean the most premier league ones now um are pretty good i think i i don't know if it's like a requirement or something but basically the higher up you go the kind of press room food is it gets better i think with um with arsenal i think um i'm not sure if he does it himself but isn't um oh, i can't remember his name now it's a famous chef who's a, a big arsenal fan he does the pies and stuff oh cool it's gonna annoy me now
0: uh, well, we've, Ready, we've got a research man on here, being Simon, and usually what <laughs> happens now is I pad out as long as I can and just keep talking whilst he <laughs> frantically Googles in the background. Uh, but that obviously oh, wasn't so yeah. time.
2: <laughs> well, according, according to Google, the celebrity Arsenal fans are Fidel Castro. So nice. he, he makes a
3: good pie. Mm. <laughs> Very nice. Cheers,
2: Logan. No, he's <laughs> not. No. <laughs> Piers look, Morgan look, looks like a pie. I oh, will come back to it. We'll come back. Okay, okay fair it. enough. Um,
0: whilst we're on food, though, um, what in your opinion must go into a full English?
3: I mean, this Ooh. is a tough question. It, what is like essential? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things, isn't there? Mm. I mean, the sausage. Yeah. Probably. I mean, that's you can't uh, simply can't have one. That's bare I mean, minimum. I bare minimum, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm a beans person. Ooh. Um, so you've yeah, I know that that's slightly controversial. I know. Ah, uh, that um... means you
0: actually listen to us. That's nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very much you gotta have you know a bit of um you know to a bit it's a bit like a sauce, isn't it? Of the beans
0: fraser i'm waiting for your retort on this i'm, I'm fine with I'm, beans, but... I'm
1: just uh yeah i i'm you know <laughs> you're not a beans man no no i hate them i don't know yeah it's it, i don't know why i i just something about them i just don't i don't trust them <laughs> <laughs> i don't I just. they're like sloppy and slimy and they're getting in the way and things you know there's yeah i don't know Do you have I, I a traumatic know,
3: just, experience yeah. with them <laughs> i
1: don't know maybe there could be and i just uh, it's it's deep in there somewhere i just don't know why <laughs> i uh, yeah I, i've never liked them not a fan but uh, i love a full english but i'm always the guy who has to say can you not put beans on it please like you know if you're ordering it somewhere and then you have to sit for 15 minutes thinking are they going to remember that don't go in there and tell the chef oh yeah it's five full Englishes." yeah but yeah but remember the extra bit though the extra bit of information <laughs> and not put that on there
3: Oh, I feel you with that, definitely, when you, when you don't want something and you're, you're anxious that they're going to, yeah. yeah, just absolutely slather it with yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know, what I, <laughs> I read um, the other day that the breakfast buffet may become obsolete because um, of coronavirus, and that made me very sad.
0: Uh, what's the point? what is the <laughs> <thing>? <laughs> uh, when it when it comes to beans if you're a beans fan which of the three are you are you just like just you know smash beans everywhere are you are you uh, i'm going to use the sausages as a barrier or are you a ramekin fan
3: <laughs> um right now let me think about this Pro- probably the, the second one but i'm not i'm not averse to having a bean where it's perhaps not supposed to be um you know it's it's all right i like i like to have everything kind of separate but i do mix it you know just so you know, I have the choice to mix it all up
0: yeah well see that's why i like a ramekin because then it's on my terms
3: yeah yeah that's yeah, a very <laughs> i've the word ramekin in <laughs> <time. laughs> a long
0: time on a football fan podcast it doesn't come up often <laughs>
2: Has somebody put you up to saying ramekin there? For me? I think that's... Well, this, <laughs> no. You've
0: this, got to say uh, that on your next commentary. podcast is sponsored by... <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll try and get ramekin in. <laughs> okay.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Wait,
3: sort of a
2: segue from ramekin. I don't know whether these two celebrity chefs who are Arsenal fans would, would use a ramekin. Uh, but Raymond Blanc and Marco Pierre White apparently are. are it's so.
3: Ray, Raymond Blanc, Raymond that's Blanc. the one. Ah, that's okay. the one. I think he kind of um, he sorts out the food, I think. Wow. Um, so it's like you know ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he should be an Oxford fan, obviously location-wise. You know. True. He's, he, he should be there, shouldn't he? Really. Isn't Gordon Ramsay from a
1: somewhere? Grew up he he claimed something?
2: he played for Oxford, didn't he? Oh, he was, okay. He was, he was he's Scottish, Glaswegian, and. Famously claimed to have played for both Rangers and Oxford, and I think mm. neither neither club can remember him ever turning out <laughs> to
3: their teams. Oxford and, United. Yeah,
2: I'm sure there was there was one of these sort of uh, you yeah, know I was a, a good young footballer, he said, and I had a knee injury while I was a youth player at Oxford United, and I'm sure there was he was kind of called out on it as as if to say no, you had, yeah.
0: no he, he remembers
1: you being He there. says it on uh, Desert Island Discs, is where he says it. Oh yeah, right, yeah yeah, I listened to <laughs> it recently.
0: <laughs> I don't know why he like called up. Did, <laughs> <Charlie> <laughs> did Bethel, Lauren um, Laverne? <laughs> Charlie Metrin <laughs> running the lines for the women's team, which didn't happen. Yeah. Um, he also, I hope
3: Lauren Laverne called him on it. <laughs> yeah. um, the
0: the other big non-football podcast we've done um, is about unreasonable unreasonable annoyances. So these are things that shouldn't annoy you but definitely do so just to give you (laughs) some time to think about what yours is going to be Fraser you've got a few to give as examples
1: yeah I mean I mean I don't want to limit you so you you could just say things that are really annoying but basically how this happened was I realized that I had a few things just in general life that were annoying but they were really unreasonable things to be annoyed about but I couldn't help but so basically an example is um, people telling me that my shoelaces are untied it drives me mad but it shouldn't, because that's a perfectly good thing to inform someone of. But um, yeah, so that, or if I'm coughing and someone's telling me, someone's asking if I'm all right, oh, it just winds me up. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm done, I'm, I'm not dying. Don't worry. <laughs> I know, it's so horrible to get annoyed at that, but I can't help getting annoyed at it. No. <laughs>
3: I like both of those actually. That annoys me when someone says to tie your shoelaces yeah. up. It, may, it kind of it makes you feel like a child, Yeah, it? and I've literally you're never like, tripped over
1: my shoelaces. <laughs> oh, what a thing
0: to say! <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. No, I, I kind of in the similar vein. Like it's it's a probably a bit of a sexist thing, but when when um usually a man says you're kind of walking down the street. I guess you have got your resting bitch face on. They go, I'll oh, cheer up, and you're like, oh. sorry i don't know if we're allowed to swear on this um so yeah it's just like you know stuff like that it's just interfering isn't it interfering when you're not when you've not been asked um here's what here's what sorry are you gonna say one then yeah no go on go on so
1: say you're at a training session or something this always happens in these the trainer who thinks they're hilarious opens up with a joke Mm -hmm. that's crap and then when no one laughs they say, "Um, you're allowed to laugh." And you're just thinking, "Right, mate, we're not laughing cuz you're not funny. Don't put this shit on to me now." <laughs>
0: oh man. I you yeah. know, I that did a training so day recently and um it, it, Fraser, I wish I could have magic you there. It was amazing. <laughs> was it, it was exactly just coming that? out with was it, all the clichés? He, was it he David did Brent? this He did this um <laughs> he did this like Oh, and then if if the vans get damaged, uh, then we've got to phone it in, and it can just be as simple as this. So if it's just this, we don't need to call anyone out. But if we call them out, oh, hello, yes, thank you very much, 150 pounds <laughs> per hour or 250 on a Sunday.
1: I could just. <laughs> get to see the face as well
0: uh, it would have been
1: maximum brent wouldn't it
0: it was horrible it was horrible oh, man.
1: oh yeah the sort of acting
3: out of yeah <laughs> yeah or
1: people who go yes please thank you sorted thank you like that what are you doing shut up yeah, yeah. two for one thank you shut up <laughs> <laughs> sorry
3: robin what annoys you <laughs> oh no well there's i mean a lot of stuff <laughs> but uh, Uh, it's not an original one I've heard other people say this but this phenomenon on social media at the moment about posting your 10 favorite albums or whatever I just couldn't care less (laughs) it's couldn't care less um what was brilliant was my mate kind of took it off and said um I'm nominating you to post your five favourite skirting boards. So <laughs> we're doing that. and honestly, to be honest, I'm more interested in his yeah. skirting boards
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I saw one of the C ten Do ten things and did that. Mm. Like, oh, I'll do ten press ups, I'll just send it on. Bloom. Done. Mm. And then the next one I got sent was uh right, twenty five. So it's like, oh, I'll do twenty five then. And then I read again and it said, um do 25 press-ups each day for 25 days and nominate someone different each time. No.
3: (laughs) No. So you're just going to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you're going to be the annoying person then, aren't you? It's like, I mean, it's fine. You know, if you want to do press-ups, do some press-ups.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, like, I don't mind annoying someone else. Like, one or two other people just like that. Phil will be annoyed if I send this to him. I'll do that. But (laughs) by day three, I'm out like uh, anyone i send it to now it's got to be genuinely i want them to do press-ups and i don't care really it's for a good cause i'll donate rah 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 but Mm. i just don't want to annoy 23 other people
3: (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing and i know a lot of people obviously at the moment are doing a lot of great things you know kind of running and stuff for charity but i don't know this sort of willy waving of posting your times on instagram it's just it for me it's a little bit too much Mm um you know it's great obviously great they're doing it um that might be a bit mean of me but (laughs) i just know that some you know (laughs) you look at like i think it's phil neville and he kind of said i did it's like 5k in about 18 minutes and it's like you definitely didn't that that's that can't be right (laughs) i know he's quite lean but it's like it's just yeah it's just it it just feels to me like the charity thing is it's kind of almost a a ruse to show off almost
0: yeah i mm. think i think certainly sometimes you're just like can i just donate yeah,
3: yeah. that's what i do yeah. Yeah. no i'm not gonna run but i'll give you some money you <laughs> don't make me run please
0: um right okay um well i guess that's about everything but thanks very much for coming on robin
3: oh pleasure no thanks for having me it's a lot of fun uh, that's a past an hour for, on lockdown <laughs> so really really appreciate it <laughs>
2: And of course you'll listen to it back, you know, you'll have another hour listening to it back, examining your your, your replies and where you know, all of that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, I need to analyse it, you know, do better next time. You know, always striving to get better. Yeah. yeah. Um if you ever
0: want to come back on, do just drop us a message. Uh we'd love, oh, to, love have to have you back, especially sort of the momentous ones. Um depending on what happens. We we're gonna find out on Monday apparently. Um, what is going to happen with the rest of the League One season. Um, oh, gosh, if yeah. If it's like League Two, am I right in thinking that they've finished now, the top three have gone up, and the rest are doing playoffs, uh, like the, the next four are doing playoffs?
3: Yeah, so what I've seen is the... Yeah, I think this is the issue with um, League One, isn't it? Because it's so tight. that So it looks like League Two, they've done a points per game, which is different from the weighted points per game, which... Um, it looks like Oxford United have asked for because that would mean they finished third. Yeah. But they they've rejected that and just done points per game. So it looks like is it well definitely Swindon are up and I can't remember. But it's, yeah, they, the, they are still saying we need to play these playoffs. But you know I don't know how they're going to do that. And the I mean the the really contentious thing is is relegation, isn't it? That's the thing that people aren't going to go quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you know obviously um so i think although in league two i think it might be slightly easier because you obviously need there will be a promotion because they need to replace berry don't they so Mm. uh stevenage might get a reprieve but i mean league one that is not going to be sorted anytime soon is it it's it's an absolute mess because because of the very situation everyone's played different amount of games and
2: It's huge um, as well, isn't it? It's because you've, yeah. you've got, we're, we're, we're that league that we're, we're one step away from the championship and if you can get into yeah. the championship and, and you've got owners who can throw money at you, then you're, you're one season away potentially from untold riches in the Premier League. But you're also, in League One, you're one season or one relegation away from being, you know, struggling to go down into the into the conference. It, it, you could be yeah. so quickly one or the other. It's And, and rightly, you know, clubs clubs are going to do what benefits them you it, that's what it is is. They're businesses at the end of the day and it's mm. there's so ma- it, it it's it's a horrible situation I I, I tweeted yesterday I just felt an like indecisive day from the far show where he'd <laughs> right and I feel like that at the moment because I'll kind of think oh that, I think that's a good idea we'll do it that way and then somebody will sort of say yeah but what about this and you think yeah no that's a perfectly valid point I don't you know I'm all over the place I have no idea Oh,
3: how, totally how to be done yeah i mean i think uh, if if they can possibly play playoffs i think they should um Mm. because even though obviously we're all oxford united fans i think going it's sort of moving the goalposts a bit too much isn't it to have to just create another automatic promotion spot um it's it's slightly doesn't sit quite right um i don't think anyone complains about coventry and rotherham just going up Mm. and then well the issue is um, with rotherham
0: they're three points ahead of wickham when wickham have a game in hand
3: yeah, well, that yeah, this is the thing. So if you it, it makes a difference whether you decide to do points per game or weighted yeah. points per game, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and then again, as as I said before, relegation from League One, um, that's going to be so contentious, and obviously you've got the Peterborough guy who's piping up. <laughs> yeah, which is <laughs> really odd to me because if if three go up in any sort of
0: points per game scenario peter Mm. bradette no no
3: no it's it's odd well i think he's basically saying they want to play on but (laughs) at the moment that's not gonna happen it's just it's just not when you look i i read somewhere the premier league is each club's gonna have to spend about four million pounds each on testing in order for to to finish the season properly in the premier league and obviously they can afford that
0: but 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 with playoffs it's around 140,000 isn't it? Because It's two tests per player per week.
3: Is that right? Uh, that's so what I mean I'm that's somewhere. still that's still a lot isn't it though for mm. a league one league one and league two club. Uh,
2: Andy Holt at, at Accrington I think he said that that equates to about 5% of their annual turnover. Wow. I
3: mean I just, just you
2: know so... It's,
3: i mean i don't i don't know what the solution should be but for me and especially you know you that it just doesn't look like the infection rate or the death tolls going down enough i just no no not, uh, not
2: to risk it get that was you know i'm sort of saying it, it's it's only a game but it's also a business it's such a oh it's a horrible oh it's situation. terrible yeah yeah
3: no it no really is it really is but it just seems like for clubs like oxford and mm. you know lower uh i mean you don't want to avoid it but no. you almost feel like if they just from top to bottom just voided everything no one could complain i mean it would be very te- it'll be terrible but yeah imagine
0: if like if oxford go up i bet you most of next season is behind closed doors if oxford don't yeah. go up yeah first day of the season we'll be back in front of the <laughs> vaccine <laughs>
3: we'll be found and <laughs> that's very true yeah well that yeah i mean that that's the other thing um the Premier League can kind of swallow having games behind closed doors because that's a very small part of their revenue. I think apart from maybe Bournemouth, um, but uh, that's a tiny percentage. There's the TV money, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think um, they're going to be running at a loss um, with no fans, most most clubs. I mean, are they going to be able to actually play behind closed doors? I mean, it's, it's weird, isn't it? There's some... I don't really understand it, but why there has to be a sort of why why the rush, especially for? I understand the Premier League because they've got Champions League and UEFA and all that all that stuff. The deadlines for them, but why the rush? You know, we've got mm. nothing invested in next season. Whenever that's going to start, I don't care about next season. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worry about get this season over and done with, and then
3: worry. About yeah, and season. how? I mean, you know, yeah. However long it takes, mm. um, but I know that's not how it will work, obviously, but.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. completely there with you. I think um, it, it, the only reason it needs to end by that date is because people have decided it needs to end by that date. It's all flexible.
3: Mm, that's very strange, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know who set these dates, but we'll yeah. have to wait and see. I mean, it will be it, obviously it will be a shame for Oxford United, you know, obviously in a good position, but um, I think uh, well, this championship will be weird next season, um, no matter what. What happens? I, I, I just you know if you look at some of the finances, I actually think the Reading could be in massive trouble. Ah, oh, that'd be um, terrible. Whether <laughs> well, I was looking for I'd to play them and absolutely massacre them to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean if you look at them, I think their revenue and the player wages are so disparate. Mm-hmm. Um, you just wonder if how many Championship clubs are well yeah going to be able to survive? Stoke a mess. Birmingham's a mess. Mhm. Um...
0: And so is the football club. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nice little dig there. Yeah. Um, uh, right. Okay. Well, the, I wasn't expecting to go back to football, but there we are. We did. <laughs> um, a, again, thanks very much for coming on. Um, everyone else, thanks very much for listening. Hi Tim. Hi Tim.
3: Um,
0: hi Rufy Roo. Hi, hi Rob. Uh, hi, Robin, anyone you would like yeah, to man. say
3: hi say... to? Um, my cats, Nuno and Marshall. Hi there. Yeah. Just, they've been um,
0: annoying me throughout this. So I was really, really hoping for like Tony Gubber or Jonathan Pierce or someone like that, who will be listening. No, no. no. And oh, I do, I do
1: love they're cats. not important. Yeah, I do love that we've just asked a Match of the Day commentator if they want to say hi to anyone on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the bigger audience. <laughs> um, it's
3: a great show, guys. Yeah. It's
0: a great show. Um, right, OK, well... Yes, thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.